Solid Listen. It's another All You Geek Gamecast, episode 425. I'm your host, Tony Karkanakis, joined by Mike Sanidi. What's up? And Corey Feinsod. Yo! Uh, unfortunately, Jim could not be with us uh, tonight. Uh, it's the holiday season, as most of you are aware of. Uh, it's a bit busy time of the year. Um, we were trying to reschedule, but uh, I know there's just a lot of conflicts, and uh, he had some uh, arrangements that he couldn't get out of. So, uh, quite understandable, and uh, hopefully he'll be back uh, with us next week. Um, but, yeah, we'll go ahead and get into the news. Not too much, uh, you know, because traditionally this Depends is... Depends on how you look year. at it, though. You, you are. You are correct. We do have some juicy bits of information. Uh, things that were announced last week at the uh, Game Awards. And things that weren't announced as well. And Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was going to get to that. There's information in even things that aren't announced. Yeah. So we'll oh, go ahead shit. and jump right into that. Um, so we're just going to go chronologically here. Um, so beginning of the show, there was – or the pre-game, pre-show, uh, yeah, the whatever Game you want to call it. Yeah, the weird this year. Um, this is the Jeff Keighley – um, show right? Yes, he does each year. Yeah, they. Started, by the way, like, by the way, both of you guys actually like watch this live, right? I watched it yeah. live for a little while, and then I had to um, take care of some family stuff, and then I, tra- I caught up, which was actually so, kind of nice because like I could just fast forward through all the boring stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah, full disclosure for me, I didn't watch it at all, but I just picked the news, the like, highlights. Yeah. I didn't even like. Yeah, I just like looked at things that were interesting that came out of, about so, it afterwards. Yeah, so I was gonna say it's kind of weird how they started, but yeah, go ahead, Tony. You're you're gonna talk about it. So yeah, so uh, you know, I mean, he's been doing the show for a couple of years now, and I feel like every year it's getting a little bit better. Overall, I, I would say this show is better um, than last year, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, but it, it started off a little weird because because um, that Yusuf like, guy was there again that we said wouldn't be. <laughs> I know, right? And like, the, there's the no way he's coming just, back. Yeah. Oh, and, oh this like, this was the f bomb guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Fuck the Oscars and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like, the, like Jeff even said, like in the beginning, he's like, "Ah, oh, Joseph, we're gonna have to get you early on tonight." And it's just like, wow, pre-show, just, like, pre-show. Yeah, it's just like just like let's talk about this, like before you get drinks and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was uh, a good time. But they started off with a trailer for a new Switch game, uh, mm. which was called. Um, Sayonara Wild Hearts by Samogo, the Swedish studio behind um, these indie hits called Device 6 and The Sailor's Dream. Um, It's described as a euphoric music video dream about being awesome, riding motorcycles, skateboarding, dance battling, shooting lasers, wielding swords, and breaking hearts all at 200 miles per hour. And I mean, you look at this trailer, and it's very like colorful, stylized. (laughs) That description sounds like 1999's Hottest Game. Yeah, um, I, like I watched the trailer. I was like, "All right, like this seems cool," but I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought it was legitimately like a actual Japanese like indie game, but no, Swedish studio, just obviously <laughs> Japanese inspired. Um, so definitely check out that trailer. Uh, looks like it's coming exclusively, or at least uh, debuting on the Switch first. Um, something else that came out around the time of the show, but really was highlighted during the show. Uh, Epic was launching its uh, Steam competitor, uh, you know, the Epic Game Store and stuff like that. But all throughout the night, almost every big PC game announcement talked about how it's launching on Epic either first or launching on Epic exclusively. Um, you know, and they were talking about like uh, Super Meat Boy, uh, Darksiders 3, um, Ashen, like all this stuff. And it was kind of like, oh, 
Well, Epic is certainly chasing after those developers with dollars or, you know, free advertising or, you know, whatever it is that is going to help these uh, developers sell more copies or make more money. So it right. uh, seemed to be a bit of a interesting um, observation because historically it's always like, oh, available on Steam and all that stuff. So we shall, we shall see how it goes. Yeah. Um, I know Journey is coming to there. That was a indie classic from the PlayStation Three, I believe, back in like twenty. Very good game. Like you, you have no idea what's going on at first, and then you're just kind of like, "Oh my yeah. gosh, this game is amazing!" Yeah, and it was uh, only available on the PlayStation systems before. Uh, so right. this is the first time it's on PC, and uh, again, exclusively through the uh, Epic storefront. Um, another indie game that they showed real quickly was uh, Supergiant Games' new title. Uh, Supergiant is the developer behind Bastion and Transistor. Uh, the new one's called uh, Hades. Uh, and it's like... I'm trying to think of uh, a good way to say it. It's like definitely got that like Greek mythology um, inspiration and, mm-hmm. and style and art and story and stuff like that. But it seems like a really fun like uh, isometric like beat-em-up hack-and-slash type game. Uh, and I was telling somebody, um, you know, I liked Transistor for what it was, but it didn't seem like the combat was all that um, to be excited about. But this one definitely seems like they kicked it up a notch. So definitely excited for that. Um, I think it's available right now, actually, in the Epic Games Store for $19.99. Yeah, early uh, access. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there we go with that. And their art uh, style is really cool. Like Oh, yeah, yeah. This looks, it, it looks amazing. beautiful. Like that, that, that team just keeps getting better and better at making their games look stunning. Yep. Um, and the not-so-secret uh, debut, uh, again, was a Far Cry 5 uh, sequel in a post-apocalyptic world called Far Cry New Dawn. Uh, you know, another installment in the open-world series set after the events of Far Cry 5, uh, in which the villain Joseph Steed sets off a nuclear bomb. Uh, and it looks to be a, you know, a change in the tone and style. I mean, I thought this could be almost Borderlands-ish in, like, just it's not the only one that comes out that's kind of borderline. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's why I, I think I mentioned in the Discord that we have, uh, while we're watching this, we're kind of talking Discord, I saw this, I'm like, ah, actually, this is the first Far Cry game I'm, I'm kind of interested in checking out. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I played a few older Far Cry games, but uh, yeah. I'm still not sure if I want to jump back into those. They just they felt so samey, the two I played. Which was, I think. Well, that's why I think far... this looks neat because it kind of like opens things up to more cre- be more creative I think, with it without having I think to. So. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> I'm still not too sure that it's going to change things in any like substantial way. Probably than... not. But again, <laughs> I don't think substantially. But it's just one of those things where you know it's going to be a DLC slash standalone title that you know may entice people to try it that yeah wouldn't have tried a Far Cry game. Like some... uh, cool sci-fi looking things happening there yeah. a little bit yeah uh so it looks interesting uh so the next thing that was and we're just going off the, like the announcements right now we can go into like the actual award winners of the night um but the next announcement of the night was really interesting and watching it live <laughs> i was like this is so weird and it was a you know it starts off with the nintendo switch like you know the snap and the the red logo and everything like that and it starts off with um, Guardians of the Galaxy characters. And I'm like, thinking of something like, what the heck? Like, the only Switch game that people have talked about with Guardians of the Galaxy was the Telltale, like, right. you know, uh, game. And I'm like, those people are out of business. So this yeah. definitely isn't, like, a sequel to the Telltale games. And then it transitions over to, I think, like, um, the Avengers on Earth with, like, Ultron and stuff like that. And I'm, like, thinking, I'm like, all right, 
um, is this like a new like sequel to like oh, Ultimate Hero. Lines or something? Well, yeah, like, well, I, I thought it was like Marvel they, that Heroes PC game. I was like, oh, maybe yeah, they're Marvel bringing Heroes this like to that. Switch or something weird. Yeah. And then, you know, they continued and they actually showed off, like, uh, Sentinels and Wolverine showing up and, you know, snicking them. And I was like, okay, like, this is really weird because, like, I expected, like, you know, the Marvel, like, cinematic universe characters and then Wolverine shows up. And, like, they just do, like, a shadowy trailer, like, you see the words Ultimate Alliance 3. And in my in the Discord, I was even saying, I was like, Ultimate Alliance? Like, sequel? Like, question mark, exclamation point? And it's like, a minute later, like, yep, that's what it is. Um... So it was really weird. Uh, it's actually developed by Team Ninja, something they yep. didn't like to point out in the trailer. Uh, but <laughs> Jeff Keighley uh, said that in a follow-up tweet after the uh, trailer aired. Uh, and it's coming exclusively uh, for the Nintendo Switch. The full title is called Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, because it's all about, I guess, the heroes coming together uh, to fight uh, you know, Thanos' generals and stuff like that. Yeah, no, and Team Ninja, like I know, mentioned you mentioned you didn't really like that, Mike, but um, no, I, I think I, Team Ninja's done a great job with their resume. They got some great their, games. Their resume it. is what dead or alive. Then they took over Metroid, other M, and screwed it up, and that's all I know. <laughs> they did Ninja Gaiden. They did Neo, Neo. Ninja Gaiden, like one of the best, like you know, action slashers. And Neo's like been hugely, like critically acclaimed. No, I all right. I just I have very uh, conflicted feelings about this game. Um, it, I'm glad it exists or they're trying, but like, it doesn't look good. <laughs> In my opinion, it looks kind of like an early 360 era game, which we already have an early 360 era Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, I'm wrong, but I wasn't. I, I mean, those games impressed. were never big budget. In my opinion, I mean. I don't think this looks drastically. I, I think this game looks better than Ultimate Lines one or two on 360. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, it's, it's 10 also years later. <laughs> on the Switch, which I mean, the portability factor of the Switch is what is really awesome about it. Because I could just see like, you know, uh, taking this around and playing a quick match or whatever, or a round or something. Because I'm sure yeah. it's going to be like a small dungeon or something, whatever it is. Like. It seems like it fits perfectly, just like with Diablo. You know, like I'll talk about that later. But Diablo actually fits really well on Switch because you just go into a dungeon real quick and then you know you're in and out. Yeah, because I mean, you know, and this is one of the strengths of uh, the system. Because I mean, you know, you look at uh, games like you know Marvel Spider-Man on the PlayStation Four. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that nobody would buy it, but I think it'd be a hard sell if it's like somebody's like going from the graphics and look of uh, you know the storytelling of Spider-Man. Uh, and it's like, hey, buy Ultimate Alliance 3. Because, I mean, there's no way that that game would ever get a budget to match, you know, what uh, Sony and Marvel did right. with the Spider-Man game. And the Absolutely focus no that way. you can have on the single, single character and its and their you know, location is way different than with Ultimate Alliance. Because Ultimate Alliance, you have to deal with so many different characters. And I'm sure you're going to have all these different locations that you're going to be working with. So, yeah. The, uh, the um, assets are definitely not going to be as... No, I mean, I'm not just talking visually. I just... I thought it would be a little more modern feeling. Like, it seems like a game from then, is what I mean, just by looking uh, at it. I don't know. I, I wasn't impressed by the trailer, but I'm glad that it's coming. It's um, not like they screwed up a sequel before, so it's very possible. 
Yeah, I mean, it could be, but I'm, you know, we'll never know until it mm-hmm. actually again, gets out. Like, and... I think the Team Ninja thing is actually very exciting, and uh, oh, yeah. being on Switch is exciting too. So, I, I mean, again, and all I know of Team Ninja taking over a franchise that didn't start is Metroid Other M. So that's that's but just at what. At the I same know. time, like that's not really their wheelhouse. Where like this kind of is this is. their wheelhouse? I think it would be more their wheelhouse, like combat, this the style of combat. Sure, it's an RPG first, really. Uh, RPG light. I wouldn't say. RPG. I mean, again, I, I went through the whole thing, and I my favorite was X Men Legends two, which was the most RPG ish of them. No, I, I agree. Say. I, mean, I think that the um, X Men games were a little better because they were more focused on RPG elements. But again, the the combat thing is what's exciting me here because I, I think that Team Ninja does combat really well. So uh, you can. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, I color me incredulous at the moment, and hopefully, uh, no. Never. Well, oh, I mean, look. If this came out and <laughs> I'm looked, shocked, this could have came out way like better, in my opinion. And I would have been like, "All right, this is great. This is what I've been waiting for." It had every opportunity to do that, but this trailer does not do that for me yet. Well, I mean, so you're, we'll the see. Big, you're the big fan that's you know skeptical. So that's and that's fine. You know, we'll see. Hopefully, it it can prove you wrong and be. Like, I mean, I just. Happy. Just the, the like the character designs and even how they like talked and moved like it just reminded me way too much of MVC Infinite like it just felt a lot like that to me so okay. that's I mean just... I could see I could see that but I just think that's what Marvel wants for like they want some kind of cohesive like just safe style uh, in their games like uh, for better for worse like that Marvel uh, Corey, what was that game the fight uh, Marvel the mobile game um, oh yeah. I... Champions, Marvel Champions, something like that. But like, you know, we like we were both surprised at New York Comic Con how like the art, like the art artist that got to do it, like looks way better oh, than we expected. Oh, yeah, what the? What was that game? It was a card battling game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what yeah. That was. But uh, whatever. And I mean, the thing is, like, with it being such a large gap between Ultimate Alliance two, I mean, I don't think this is particularly aimed at like. 100% the older audience, I think it's going to be like, you know, the new kids who have, well, you know, who, the who people been... that have seen the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, exactly. Because well, That's to... why it's all of the Cinematic Universe and Wolverine seems to be the cast. And that's it. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for now, I mean, well, they got in the there. first trailer. You saw the dog, right? Yeah. Um, I guess so, so. You know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, coming out 20 Yeah, uh, actually, I'm surprised they went with three because of that reason. I thought they would, like, do like no number or like act like a total reboot or do something totally different. I'm surprised they went with Ultimate Alliance three for the title. Yeah, I mean, uh, who knows? Probably just because like um, you know they weren't. It wasn't like they were using it any other way. Um, yeah. And maybe they got some goodwill back with the uh, HD ports, even though they launched a little rocky uh, from you know what I'd heard. We'd all heard. But yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes uh, one way or another later in 2018. Definitely. Um, the next announcement was pretty cool, and one of my more uh, anticipated announcements was um, Obsidian Entertainment showed off their new upcoming game called Outer Worlds. Oh, uh, which yeah, this one, yeah, this one's pretty cool. Looking. Yeah, it's so it's all about intergalactic travel and uh, you know just sci-fi in general. Um, definitely RPG, like from head to toe, one hundred percent RPG because that's you know again what Obsidian specializes in. Uh, so it just looks really cool. Like it, the best way I can describe it was like New Vegas in space. Like just from the trailer, I was like, okay, I'm totally. It's, uh, this here um, is what 
excited me most of anything in the Game Awards, and it wasn't something I was expecting or looking for at yeah, all. I don't think anybody heard like knew this was coming. So, but uh, this looks like, especially now that you know Bethesda is floundering a little bit with Fallout, <laughs> um, and we heard about Starfield, and then people are like crying or not crying, but are upset because like, well, Bethesda has been real bad, like, and it's going to use the same engine for that, and it's like we're looking forward to this, but. Where's our great Fallout in space game if, like, 76 is so bad? Now now we have a Fallout in space game coming this year, it looks like, from the original Fallout creators and the people who did New Vegas. Arguably better. Uh, it, that's up to interpretation to me for Fallout 3 and New Vegas. But uh, this game, it looks like anything you would want from that type of game. Um, and, yeah, it's in space, and it's colorful, and it's different, and it's coming within the year, probably. <laughs> so... I'm excited about it. I can't not be at. It's definitely my most anticipated that I saw from this it's the closest uh, thing to Borderlands show. we're gonna get in a while. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yeah. It's funny because there's a section on the map that they show in that game that says Borderlands on it, and so like all the people on like the Borderlands forums stuff like hey borderlands was at the game awards (laughs) it is funny how much they weren't like hiding from the fact is like yes from the creators of fallout and fallout new vegas people (laughs) it's like yeah they they want to cash in on that the aesthetic's really neat too it's just like a grimy like space not like but um you know it's kind of like this first thing i was thinking of was almost the um hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy kind of It, it it there's even a little like to the art, a little Bioshock feel to it too. Um, yeah, I can I, see that. It's so got this timey, like westernish almost feel to space. Yeah, like a... well, it's supposed to be like the space frontier, pretty much, and right. uh, some so, sort of corporation conspiracy going on. There's actually a lot of extra information that came out about this game that I looked up um, when it was announced. So uh, they did some interviews with, I think, um, was the GameSpot or some someone like that and uh yeah so there's a lot to read up on this it sounds very interesting you'll have uh companions a home base all that sort of good stuff so i'm looking forward to it i hope uh it actually stays within 2019 and obsidian's (laughs) been on like they've been doing pretty good stuff recently too so um but yet this i guess is also coming out for ps4 because we know this was obsidian was just bought by microsoft but i guess this was in development beforehand so it'll be out on ps4 do we think that there might be like some sort of additional stuff later on that's going to be Xbox One exclusive because of this? I don't think with this game that'll be the no. case. But um, you don't think so? No, I don't think with this game. Okay. It would be. I, I, my suspicion is that it would be way too much negative goodwill. Like, yep. I mean, it's bad like, will. I mean, it's not like Microsoft <laughs> will just stop it. Yeah. Like Minecraft's doing fantastic on every system that it's on. So. All right. Good. No problems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving along, uh, the next one was actually by uh, Hello Games, uh, revealed a game that I thought looked strikingly similar to Journey uh, with their newest game called The Last Campfire, in which it was a like exploration um, game where it just like, showed this character or characters like going through uh, the wilderness in like, an adventure world environment and stuff like that. So. Uh, it seemed like one of those artsy indie games, so uh, at least it lo- in my opinion, it looked good and intriguing. Um, at least to see like more come out on it, but uh, you know, obviously, I'm not a fan of uh, what they did with No Man's Sky, so yeah, uh, caution at the very least there. Mm-hmm. But um, although they have made that game much better, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, one of they those were things even... that 
you know, these games are continually yeah. growing, so... Yeah, and that's why, you know, I'm hesitant to call 70... You know, just on a side note, Fallout 76 a complete failure because, right. um, you know, they could turn it around. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised in a year or two for them to just be like, hey, Fallout 76 is a great, amazing co-op game. And, you know, uh, uh-huh. we'll see. But uh, moving along, the next announcement was a pretty big one. Uh, NetherRealm Studios uh, had uh, Ed Boon out of the Game Awards to show off... Um, I forget what it was. Maybe sound, sports game sound? or something. Sports game, yeah, sports game. Uh, but instead of showing the sports game nominees, it was actually the Mortal Kombat 11 trailer, which, which is, showed. You know what the thing that got me when I saw the logo at first I was like, they already did this with the logo. Like Mortal Kombat 2 used the eyes, so it was like, yeah. it really threw me off. Like, <laughs> uh, so you're gonna use the ones here, but now, but Mortal Kombat 2 did it with the eyes, so it kind of looks like a Mortal Kombat 2. <laughs> well, you're one of the few who remembers that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm showing my age. But that's the first thing I thought when I saw the logo. But the trailer was obviously just a cinematic. Um, CGI, yeah. yeah. Yeah, honestly, like, I'm kind of a fan of this series, although, like, I'd say with I'm Injustice. A I'm a fan of the series, obviously. Um, more of Injustice than Mortal Kombat. It's the right. same type of company. But uh, this wasn't anything great, this trailer. And I, the music got a lot of heat. Um, oh, yeah, that's to me it was so jarring. I was like, did they play the? I, I honestly thought they played the wrong song. I was like, did they mess this up? Like, yeah. did they somebody <laughs> yeah. somebody split the audio wrong? Like, what what is this? Yeah, it was you a know? kind of a lethargic mumble rap, which uh, you know I'm sure some people like that. More power to them, but it was kind of garbage, honestly, for this trailer, in my opinion. Yeah, it was just it seemed disjointed, but at the same time, I didn't think it was terrible. I just, it didn't seem like it fit with the... Yeah. Yeah, and again... we were watching. <laughs> I was like, I is su- this supposed to be like a Madden game or something? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the only sort of, like, gameplay or story takeaway you can get from this is that there's probably going to be like some sort of multiple versions or universes of the same characters going on in the uh, storyline, I guess. Maybe right. time yeah. travel or something. I don't know. Yeah, people but, uh, were speculating just on that uh, trailer that there's going to be like time travel or multiverse stuff involved in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I think they, um, in an, another tweet or whatever, they showed off Shao Kahn and uh, he looks way different and stuff. Like, I don't know, an older version. I'm like, whatever. Like, you know, personally, I, I don't care. You know, I like more comment too back in the day, but. Um, but uh yeah the thing is we won't have to wait too long because the game comes out april 23rd uh and we'll get a full reveal event on january 17th right after the yeah. new year and it's coming yeah. to nintendo all the systems switch. including nintendo switch yes. wow crazy yeah crazy i think this is the last Mortal Kombat. like the most recent Mortal Kombat was like on wii i think <laughs> so yeah one of those that, and it was awful i think that one where you create your own fatality that was bad. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, really odd. Uh, I didn't expect that because um, I was just like, "Wait, what?" Like, I did a double take. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> all right." Like, I just assumed this would not be hitting that platform, and just um, that's what based on the trailer. That's what happens. Yeah, the trailer is <laughs> super like. Uh, yeah, obviously it's Mortal Kombat, but the trailer is yeah pretty violent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it looks and plays on this Switch. Um, yeah. Well, the rumor is that supposedly this is the game where they finally moved over from their whatever engine they were using to Unreal 4, which 
is really good and scalable, and that's what a lot of the third-party uh, companies use for Switch mm. stuff. So, uh, we'll say. I mean, I, I'm sure it won't have like the the shadows or the texture resolution and whatnot, but um, you know, I mean, portable. I'm excited for it. Like, yeah, I, I definitely am, am a fan of what they've been doing with Mortal Kombat and fighting games in general. So I, I want to see what the evolution of the, uh, you know, Injustice Two, because Injustice Two's evolution from Mortal Kombat, it's yeah. had, you know, it's just been that's, leaps and bounds. That's so kind of like, what I'm gonna be looking at here. I'm like, I'm gonna definitely get the game and I'll play it and like it probably. But uh, <laughs> you're gonna I'm play it, Mike, and you're gonna like it. Well, probably, but I'm definitely gonna have like one eye at it, looking at for like, oh, what will happen in the next Injustice because of this. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's gonna be interesting. And the thing that I love too is like their um, characters, which I know we're gonna talk about a little bit later on, and like adding characters to a video game that don't like you wouldn't expect. <laughs> um, I think that they always have done a really neat job with putting characters in that make sense, but also are like, oh, whoa, this is cool. I get to play as Freddy Krueger in the Mortal Kombat game. That's pretty pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because they pretty much exhausted like all of the horror movie people. <laughs> yeah, yep. well, I think. Uh, my suspicion, and we'll get to this uh, a little later in the conversation, but I think f- we might finally see them break their rule about no returning uh, DLC, DLC characters or whatever. Because yeah. yeah. it just does not make sense. It's like, and you know, we'll get into it, but it's like put, you put in all this work to design a character, their moves, you do the motion capture, the CGI, the voice actor, all that stuff, and just like, meh, never again. Like, just this is just a one done thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah. move on. I think if they bring back, you know, a DLC character, obviously it should be a, a like default character, just so they don't have that like, oh, surprise, it's again this character again. I think that's why they wanted to avoid that. So, I mean, they should put in some automatic guest characters, maybe. Why not? Yep, <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see here. And oh, then... no, I forgot to mention the movie cast. I'm sorry, this reminded me because this is coming out in April. That Avengers has moved up a week again. Oh to, yeah, into yep. April. <laughs> so. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, they like that April uh, spot. That was a good spot for them. So, yep. but yeah. Anyway, moving on. Game moving on. Um, uh, Bioware fans had something to look forward to because there is a story trailer for Anthem, and then after that, um, they showed off a teaser for Dragon Age. Uh, and it was so brief that uh, it didn't show off any footage. It was CGI like it was almost you know, as good the... as a. Uh... You know, Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty much what it was. It's like it was a fancy way of saying, "Hey, we're working on a Dragon Age game." Yeah. Uh, it doesn't even have a proper title or even like a year on when it's coming out. So, uh, some Why, rumors before though? the show were that it won't be out for quite a number of years and debuting on the next Genesis system. So, yeah. what like what do you prefer? Do you prefer to have that or just not anything until? Oh, guess what? It's coming out in six, you know six months. Yep. I mean. As long as you can trust like what people say, I'd rather just have them say, yes, we're working on a game, and not like bother showing something like that. <laughs> but uh, they, they, they can't. I don't they necessarily know. can't. Like, you knew Mortal Kombat 11 was in production. But I like the yeah. fact that like, they showed off here and say, oh yeah, six months, it's coming out. Right, well, and that's, that's well, exactly what For Bioware, in their situation, they do have to sort of say, yes, we're working on something else, because... A lot of us, you know, felt, oh, it's Anthem or Bust for them. They're not, they don't have anything else going on. It's, it's, I mean, it still could be the case. Well, I mean, that's running, what this I mean, trailer is. Like, if they're going to, if they're, I know, but if they're going to produce even a little cinematic trailer, you figure there's 
spins resources. Telltale announced five. games, Mike. <laughs> it announced games and then I started making them and then didn't finish and then got canceled. I mean, so it happens. The studios, just because they say something's happening doesn't mean it's going to happen. I guess, I guess I would say that the trailer adds a little more credence than just an announcement alone then. Right. <laughs> a I mean, little like, bit more, but I mean, again, like there's no, there's no official title. There's no release date. I think date, there's a time not even and a platform, place. Just, like, like, yeah. There's a time and place for this. Like with Metroid, they had to do what they did um, with Nintendo, what Nintendo did with Metroid. Um, with, uh, um, not Bioware, uh, Obsidian, uh, not Obsidian, um, uh, Bethesda with Elder Scrolls. Right. When Bethesda. they were doing the, the the handheld title. They knew. Like, yeah. like hey, we also have to. Also this. Yeah. Um, and I expected that to be what Gears did, too, when they announced the pop thing. Like, oh, by the way, Gears 5 is coming. No, I didn't even expect that huge, like, not huge, but, like, that long trailer that they showed. So uh, the fact that Blizzard didn't do this with um, Diablo is really hurt them, I think, because the... The only thing people could lash out at was the mobile game. So, you know, for me, I think it needs to be timed correctly, and it just doesn't make sense to do now. Like, I don't, I don't see why. Right. If they were that. announcing like a Dragon Age mobile title or something, like, okay, I, yeah, I get it. Like, something. there's, it's a strategic <laughs> move, but this is like, hey guys, we're working on a Dragon Age, but we really want you to buy Anthem in the spring. So, look forward to that. And it's like, okay, yeah. okay, it's just, cool. yeah, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, out of place. But anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, probably one of the bigger uh, things of the night was um, Fortnite being very prominent on the show. Uh, and I think they even won like best ongoing game or something like that, which is no surprise. Um, but they announced, uh, I think it was leaked or uh, done the day before the awards, but basically new season. And they're introducing the creative mode for Fortnite, where it's kind of like flipping with uh, Minecraft, where it's like, hey, not only can you PvP, but you can just build and create stuff. Uh, in Fortnite, just because you know, I mean, how the much tools how are there? Can reach? Right, with the battle royale, and the tools are there exactly. Um, and each player is going to get their own island. They can invite their friends over. They can build together. That um, you can even create like your own different rule sets uh, of like different ways to play the game and stuff like that. Where it's not necessarily a shooter, or maybe just certain weapons if you want to have like silly like paintball fights or you know I don't know whatever. They're saying that. Uh, but in addition to that, they're going to uh, feature something called the block, where they're going to show off and spotlight uh, the best content that players themselves are creating and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's a really good opportunity to expand that market, uh, just because I know we talked about how Fortnite was just at like you know an all-time high and has been kind of like cooling off a little bit. But I think this is the thing that could you know launch them back up uh into new new heights basically yeah and that's uh, a really neat feature of the block where you're that's live for all players like everyone yep. playing the game is going to get that and yep. so it's changing the map uh and making the map different like i don't know every month or whatever they do to change it but that's pretty near each season so yeah it's cool that that's happening and yeah and you I, I don't potentially... even like this game but i think this is so awesome because you know i love PUBG, but you know what killed that game for me was just the lack of updates like there's nothing like well, and then when there is something, it's just like, eh. Yeah, it's, eh. it's finally. Map. Right. It's not, you know, new bold move. It's just like, oh, new map. Okay, cool. Yeah. Great. Whatever. I just think, I mean, it's a little easier with Fortnite because of the cartoony nature of it, where you can, like, get yeah. these outrageous um, outfits and crazy guns and things like that. But, yeah, I mean, with PUBG, like, oh, there's a couple new guns. It's, it's just like my other gun, just with a different, you know. Yep. If it's for, like, the realists people that really want the actual weapons, it's cool, but for the most part, 
you know, when it comes to video games, people want something that's fun and exciting. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then we'll uh, get to the last announcement of the night. Uh, and, you know, my personal favorite for multiple reasons. But um, Jeff Keighley was uh, trying to pass the camera over to something else to show off the next thing. And all of a sudden you had, like, this – the lights went off and there was, like, this black and white, like, snow TV effect. And then it's like, okay, obviously, like, it's a fake thing because he's like, what's going on? And yeah. it's, like, you know, not real. Like, they're not going to have real bad, like, uh, things. It's but similar uh, to what, like, the Sombra <laughs> Blizzard did. Yeah. Yeah, the somber of, uh, you know, thing. Reveal. Uh, but then all of a sudden, uh, all the screens just turned to, uh, like, a crimson red. And all of a sudden, you saw, like, the uh, Persona 5 Take Your Heart logo, the, the Phantom Feast. And I was like, interesting. And I, I thought right away, I was like, like, is this a Switch port? You know, because this is something I've been standing by for uh, a long time now. Uh, Corey and I even have a bet on this. Yep. And... Um, so they go off, and it's just like, you know, a simple black and red and white um, animation trailer. And it's the characters with their English voice actors talking like, oh, why would he go off alone? I'm just like, okay, that's definitely not a line from the game, because I've beaten this game. Mm-hmm. So what the heck? And I was like, oh, shit. Because this is near the end of the show, so like Nintendo hadn't showed anything off. I was like, oh, my God, this is a Smash announcement. And sure enough, they're like, yeah, we got an invitation this time instead of sending a calling card and just show us him flipping over this envelope with a Smash logo. And they're just like, yep, Persona and Smash Brothers crossover. And it's just like, what the fuck? I mean, social media like blew up. It was so ridiculous. And I cannot believe that they managed it again with um, just a new DLC character. Because like, I thought it peaked with like the cloud uh, for Final Fantasy VII announcement last time around for the Wii U version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they reached, uh, again, new heights with, with this announcement. Because people I know for a fact don't even like Smash Brothers or care about Smash Brothers. They're like... I need to get a switch in Smash Brothers now. It's like, holy shit! Like, it's one of those things that you know you don't even think about, like this character ever being in Smash. Not even like an option. Like, oh, this would be cool. You know, like he was in Smash, but you don't because you know Persona's generally thought of as a Sony PlayStation game. Yep. Yep. And it's funny because I I didn't I wasn't sure if you're watching it live, so I wanted to make sure I didn't spoil it for you in the Discord. I was just like, are you watching live? You're like, no, I'm just getting back. I was like. Like I was like covering my mouth and giggling. I was like, "Oh boy," because like, uh, you know, it's not. It doesn't outright confirm a Persona Five Switch port, but um, it's opening doors. I, I think it's definitely opening that door wide open now yeah. because uh, you know it's a strategic advantage for them. Um, but yeah, Corey, what did you think? Because I know, I mean, about the reveal and the potential of. No, I'm uh, super excited port. because uh, again, that's the potential. Like to get that character in a Nintendo game just says. Well, the doors are open. Now we're talking to each other. And I know there's Persona, like, that Q chibi game on yeah. DS or whatever. But, like, you're getting the, the mainline Persona character in a Nintendo game means that it's a wide open. You, I could see Persona 6, essentially, yeah. being on Nintendo Switch or something. And um, so I'm really excited for that. And, yeah, I would, def- I would I want to check out Smash Brothers and see what, <laughs> what he is, what's he what's he what he has um ability wise in there i want to see what if he's using his persona and stuff because obviously in the trailer he uses it and yeah. uh, he calls it out so uh it's, yeah exciting stuff and it also makes me like excited to see what other characters they're going to bring into this game because right? of the fact that they went this far out to for the first character, character announcement yeah like the, for the first, first character one. that's like it's like drop like you know because I, I had figured like oh the first character announcement 
I, I had actually bet uh, was personally betting on like um, a Fire Emblem's Three Hero representative because oh. that's coming out early next year, like first half of next year. So I was like, oh, that ca- like a character from that series will, will obviously be a shoe-in because they want to get that cross promotion going on, uh, entice people to buy the Fire Emblem game, and vice versa to get the people who buy the Fire Emblem game to get Smash Brothers and the DLC. Um, but nope, they're like, nope, third-party character from a Japanese RPG series that has never come to a Nintendo platform. So and it's then like, Reggie oh. even says after we see all this and get announced that these are characters you would not expect in a Smash Brothers game. So, right. like, yeah, did not expect this one. So, uh, yeah, exciting to see. And, again, I, w- I want to see his moveset in Smash. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, it's crazy because I, I honestly would not put anybody off the list now, like, I could see them going and getting Banjo from Microsoft. I could see them, uh, you know, going to—I don't even know, like Marvel and saying like whatever. You know, a video game character, anyone, like just anybody that was in a video game ever. It's like, yeah. like Arthur, Red Dead Redemption Two. You're not even on our system, but get in the fucking Smash Brothers <laughs> game. Fucking use your horse, fucking <laughs> shoot people with your clunky ass, you know, shit slow on, like, response time. Yeah. Or shit on people. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, like, I didn't know what Joker you guys were talking about first, <laughs> so I was thinking about, you know, DC's Joker, but then I'm like, so, but then I realized it wasn't, but then I thought, well, since this is out there, it's like, do they, it, it the only rule so far has been, it had to be, like, these characters have all originated in video games so right. far. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't crossed that line yet. <laughs> right, and supposedly that's the only rule that uh, Sakura, who makes the game you know the game for nintendo mm-hmm. uh has said like it has to resume in a video game so um i, I don't know uh, and the, the the perfect thing was off of um, i saw a twitter where it was like a screenshot of solid snake a screenshot of cloud strife a screenshot of um uh joker from persona 5 and uh somebody else and it's like nintendo and sakurai and smash brothers have done a better playstation all-stars than sony did I'm not shit on there or anything, but this is like you got all these rejects in their game. It's like here, here's Cloud, here's actual Solid Snake, um, you know, not Lightning or some bullshit. Um, <laughs> you know, I can even see Crash Bandicoot coming along now. Like, it's just what about Kratos? <laughs> maybe I mean, it's just like who knows? It's like, Nathan yeah, Drake. Nathan yeah. Drake. Like, who the fuck knows, man? I. I like, mean, it'll be maybe like because you have Street Fighter. Like, what if you get a Mortal Kombat character in there? I know, right? Like, <laughs> get like, Scorpion or something like yeah. that. Who knows? Like, it's it's so absurd. Um, you can finally get yeah. Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting coming up. But uh, yeah, that was the announcements from the Game Awards. So uh, not bad, in my opinion. Um, you know, I know you were talking a little about like what can they really show off? But for an end of the year December show. I, they've got a decent number of uh, surprises there so uh again i think the show continues to improve um so you know yeah. hopefully next year it'll be even more yeah they're definitely that... trying to be much like very like serious about it even though they're having fun they're definitely looking like making trying to make this like a very prestigious um, yeah. thing so uh i appreciate that because they could go and do the gamers choice awards <laughs> route and be like the oh, most God, corniest yeah. thing ever which i didn't even know was a thing until i stumbled on it uh, upon it, and it's like, oh wow, this is like, very. This this reminds me of a show that should be on at like two a.m. on some like mm-hmm. random channel or something. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, so just a couple of the things I want to talk about the actual awards because there was a yep. bunch, but I want to highlight a couple of them. I mean, I, we have uh, to talk about the winner too. So yeah, yeah, the main, uh, the main thing. Yeah, so we'll get to that. Um, we'll build up to it. So um, one of the things I thought was interesting was the esports athlete of the year. 
Uh, and that was Dominique Sonic Fox McLean. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys know him, but he originated yeah, well, I mean, as a. I, I know him because I was gonna say Mike Pye knows him the best. Yeah, yeah I, I mean he's like dominated Injustice and I think also Mortal Kombat yeah, for a while. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's definitely another yeah. realms guy for sure. Yeah, well, it's, what's interesting is. Um, you know, I know he was in the NetherRealm circuit because, you know, he's an interesting personality. For those who don't know, he's he's a very vocal and outspoken furry. And he, <laughs> like, plays in tournaments in his costume he's and stuff also, like that, which is crazy. Yeah. He, um, oh, we'll get that, we'll get that, we'll get that. He's probably super oh, excited about oh, that oh. Sonic poster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, just a short backstory on him. So, like, he, you know, started the scene as a NetherRealm uh, fighter uh, tournament player. And then people are just like kind of like shit talking a little bit like, oh, you know, you're good at NetherRealm game, but like you're not good at like real boy, like real big boy fighting games like Street Fighter or, you know, whatever. So he actually started like training in these other games. And at Evo this year, he won Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, uh, the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Fighters, whatever, how you pronounce it. (laughs) So I was like, oh, shit, like this guy is the real deal. Like he's like just he, he. like shut up all the haters just was like yeah i'm good at a lot of fighting you know so like that um so i think it's really cool that he was nominated as athlete of the year um not only for like you know his ability to play but he's actually a really good guy um recently there was a tournament where he won where he was actually play, playing against his friend in the finals and even before the match started he's like hey man regardless of like win or lose i'm donating like i think ten thousand dollars to like your dad's health uh, fund or whatever like that because his friend's father was yeah. not doing well. So he's like I, I want you to play your best because I'm not going to hold back. I want you to play your best but just know that either way I'm donating you know my prize money to your dad. So I thought that was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and not something you see out of you know of the fighting game community or even the esports community. Um, but it was really cool because like he's very woke and he kept <laughs> on stage he gave a speech uh, and he basically his, his quote of the night was I'm black gay and a furry basically every republican hates me and this is like oh my god dude like you know like can't take that away from that like you do you man like that's yep. awesome so good for him um you know quick best esports game with the overwatch and overwatch league i think got nominator voted as the best esports um community there um best content creator surprise went to ninja who's quite full of himself even said that uh drake appearing on his show or in a stream was the thing that made video games mainstream. So we can discuss that another time. Uh, best fighting game went to Dragon Ball Fighters. Best role playing game Monster Hunter World. Um, action game God You're of like War. Jeff Keighley. He's spit like his rapid fire rewards. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> some of them was like, oh, okay, like just let's just get these so, five out of the way. <laughs> best VR game was Astrobot. Um, and one of my personal favorites was. Um, Best independent game was Celeste by Matt Makes Games, maker of yeah. the uh, Towerfall game as well. Um, I talked about it earlier in the year when I played it on the Switch, uh, but that was a fantastic game uh, all around. Just like the gameplay, the graphics, the music, the story. It was just a really charming, uh, beautiful indie game, and I'm so glad that it got recognized. At, uh, it was you know, also nominated it was... for Game of the Year. Too. Yep, it was also nominated for Game of the Year. It actually won a Game for Impact uh, award as well. So uh, super happy and super proud of that team. Yeah. Uh, best performance was Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan for Red Dead Redemption 2. Best audio design, Red Dead Redemption 2. Best score slash music, Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> uh, best narrative, Red Dead Redemption 2. The, the Red Dead role. <laughs> yep. Best game direction with the God of War. And then finally, we got to be- the game of the year, which was actually 
God of War. Woo! Uh, which was a surprise to me, because I thought Red Dead Redemption 2 was going to sweep this. Yeah. Yeah. Which which it was all night. It's like, oh look, another award for Red Redemption Two. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, well we see well, where when this is going. They, when God of War won director, I was like, oh, this this has a shot. Yeah, it has a shot. Um, and you know, I feel pretty good about those choices. I definitely would say now that I've uh, finished Red Dead Two, that uh, story is a big part of what makes that game interesting. Um, <laughs> and uh, the sounds and stuff are good, but. Game, when you look at the total package of like gameplay that like tends to work better and just being fun minute to minute, like God of War was superior in my mind, and I guess yeah. whoever made this decision as well. Yeah, I think they talked about on the pre-show like how the voting works, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a mix of um, industry uh, representatives from different outlets and whatnot, uh, as well as like uh, viewer like. Um, fan votes and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of opens up the door to see, you know, if God of War can take away some Game of the Year awards uh, from a lot of publications. Yeah. Uh, be an interesting time this uh, in about a month or so. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was uh, the Game Awards. Pretty cool. And uh, I guess we can wrap it up with uh, what we've been up to. Right. Corey, you want to go? Sure. I um, mentioned in the movie cast a little bit, but I've been playing my Switch a little bit more because uh, I got Diablo 3 nice. on it. And like, even though this game is um, you know, quite old, it still it holds up really well, and it is a fantastic port on the Switch. Like uh, the fact that everything's kind of opened up for you in the beginning. You don't have to play through the story to be able to do like the adventure mode, and basically that's just like grinding mode. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. It really makes it a lot more enjoyable because you can just do what you want, and. Um, they have seasons in, in Diablo 2. So it's on season 15. So you can start a seasonal character, which basically you try to do as best you can within the season and gain as much loot, gain as much levels. And um, there's different goals and challenges to do for that. But uh, uh, then at the end of that, it resets. And um, all that stuff you get, you get to keep and just make, get to play throughout the main game if you want to continue with that character or create a new season character. Because... Um, I think they give you like a week or two to before the next season starts. So I think season 16 is actually starting in a couple of weeks. Um, pretty soon, I, I believe. So um, yeah, just uh, been having a lot of fun with that and just enjoying um, playing that game again. And I'm playing the Necromancer because I didn't get to play that one. It just, you know, they announced that like a couple of years ago at BlizzCon. So uh, it's fairly new. And uh, it's, it's nice to have Necromancer back again. <laughs> and there's some pretty neat combos that you can can do already. So it's been a lot of fun. I definitely recommend if you have a Switch and are a Diablo fan, even though it's like super old and probably probably bought it a few times already. It's definitely worth it. Nice. Yep. That's it. Anything else? Or... I mean, okay. the, 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 the Destiny and stuff, but. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, Mike. I think you said you finished Red Dead. Yeah, I finished it. Um, did a. I tried to start online, but I, there's no one to play with yet. So I'm I didn't I only did the tutorial, and it's kind of boring unless you find other people. Um, but you know, I played that a little and a little more Rocket League. Uh, the ending again. So wait, the I online thing. Like, what is the premise of that? The premise is first you have a little you create your own person who like escapes 
Actually, he gets released from jail. Or I'm not sure what happens. He escaped to release. I don't even remember. I really wasn't paying that much attention. Uh, but you do create your own character. Uh, it's funny. Just because it's online, you sort of just start ignoring the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's the same world. Like, the open world is completely available to you. It's just that... And I don't know how big the groups of people are that they put in each instance of the world, but outside of your camp that you finally are able to get after a few after a tutorial mission that's done with matchmaking, um, you can just wander around and get killed by other people or try to loot things, try to find treasure. Um, you can create your own posse with friends so you can do it together. And of course, there's story missions that you can all tackle together as well. Um, so, I mean, it would... It looks like it might be cool if you have a couple people at least to like form a posse with. And uh, other than that, though, um, it doesn't look like it's worth doing by yourself with random people, though. So, I mean, it's like most online components. That was my initial impression of it. And uh, it's cool that the whole world seems to be there, but uh, it seems also divorced from like the sort of urgency and interest of the main storylines. Uh, in the game, so we'll see what happens, and I'm sure they'll they're still trying to find a good uh, balance with the economy. I had know they had a patch because it made certain things too expensive already, and they had to switch it up a little bit. Um, so it'll be better as time goes on, but for now, uh, it's an interesting idea that it'll be better with friends. That's all I can say. <laughs> gotcha. Cool. Um, <clears throat> I mean, did you want to talk about, like, your final thoughts on the game? My final you... thoughts on the game? Um, you know, again, it, it felt a little better as I played it more and got used to its pace. But then there's still, like, there were parts in the end where, like, just things that shouldn't happen, like, happened to me. Like, I, um, in a story mission near the end, I'll say, um, one of my horses that I've had for the majority of the game died because... <laughs> Because I uh, wanted to loot, we killed a lot of people in this area, and I knew also that there was probably some some decent things to get from inside this house. So I stayed while the other character left, and I stayed to loot everything, because it let me. And I went, and the cops came, even though no one saw us, but they came just because I guess a lot of people got killed in this area. I'm like, alright, fine, that's not that weird, even though I don't know how they heard about this. So I hit up in the attic instead of running away, which you normally should do in this game, um, I hit up in the attic, waited for the alert to go away, which was fine. And then I come back down, and they're clearing the bodies out, which is another cool, realistic thing that they do. And But the alert was over. So they didn't have any reason to, like, hate me, but I guess I got too close talking to someone or something, and they instantly go hostile, and they shoot me up, and then they kill my horse, and I can't get back to it in time. <laughs> To revive it. So, I mean, it's just like you look at people the wrong way and suddenly it switches the switch. I don't know. And so that's kind of frustrating. And it's just stuff like that continues to happen all the way up to the end. And you fumble with the controls sometimes, even through the end as well. So, story gets more urgent, more, um, it's definitely like artistic. I, I, I almost don't want to say that, you know, judging by our Oscar conversation and the, uh, the movie cast and, but, I mean, that's the bait for this game. Like, they want to be, like, a little bit more, like... They want to say something a little bit about life, mortality, like, morality, all that shit with a story. And they do. But it doesn't jive 
with playing a game that's fun too much, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so it's take that for what it is, but the game is still it's still a good open world. It's my favorite Rockstar open world, I would say. And I did go back even after I beat the story just to explore a little bit. Because um, apparently most of the map from the first game is available, but completely irrelevant to like the main story. So hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, I, heard, I heard that that you could go to the original games. Yeah. So um, I mean, it's a good open world, but like it's just some of how you interact with it is just too wonky for me to consider it among the best games I've played this year. So I, I'm glad that it did not win Game of the Year. <laughs> But uh, overall, maybe I'd give it an 8 out of 10, because it did improve as I went along and got used to it. Okay, cool. Uh, as for me, I've been playing a little bit of a small release called uh, Super Smash Bros. Oh, Ultimate. yeah, with that little thing that came <laughs> yeah, out. I'm waiting a little bit for that one. A little bit of a game. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely fun as heck. Um, already so much of an improvement over the last one. Um, and on the surface, it might not be that noticeable. It's like, okay, maybe the characters look a little bit better, animations a little bit better, but like just playing the game is just so much more my style in terms of uh, it's back to being offense oriented where I felt like the Wii U 3DS one is very defensive oriented, where it's like you got punished so often for, you know, making an attack. Cause it's like, you know, they would block it and then grab you out of block. It's just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this isn't even fun. You're just blocking all my attack and stuff like that. Um, so very offensive oriented, um, and a bit faster pace. So it feels more like melee. It's not actually melee, but it feels, um, you know, like the pendulum shifted again, more to the, to the melee side of things, um, with like brawl being, brawl and, you know, Wii U being on the left side and, uh, melee being on the far right side, uh, in 64 somewhere in the middle or left, something like that. But, uh, super fun, um, Neighbor uh, at my apartment complex had a party on Saturday, so I showed up to that. Uh, we got to play some eight-player Smash Brothers, which wow, was nice. crazy good time. And it was really fun because, um, not really a spoiler, but the way you unlock characters, there's two different ways to unlock characters, either through the adventure mode, uh, when you rescue them in adventure mode, you get them in multiplayer. Or if you're just playing multiplayer, um, you get them naturally, they'll just get like random challengers. And if you beat the challenge, you unlock them. And I'm sorry, there's actually a third way. If you beat classic mode, um, you always get a challenger, uh, depending on who you have and stuff like that. Uh, but the, the game literally starts out, if you play multiplayer, it only starts out with the eight original Super Smash Bros. 64 characters, <laughs> which are uh, Mario, Link, Donkey Kong, Pikachu, Samus, Fox, um, and Kirby. And everybody else you have to unlock. So it's probably about like every 10 to 15 minutes, um, whoever won like a match has to fight a challenger. And typically in the older games, it's like, okay, whatever, like this is just the computer. Sakurai just must have wanted to be in like a sadistic fuck because I swear <laughs> to God, you fight some of these challengers in the game and they're legitimately hard. I'm just like, oh my God, like I lost a couple of these. I'm like, what? Like I'm used to fighting CPU at like level nine and stuff. And I'm just like, wait, yeah. what? Like I just lost this and not like, I, a little bit. Some of them I just straight up like lost real bad. I'm like, oh shit, what the hell is going on? Like, where it would be like, you know, we were unlocking characters. I would be playing like, you know, side characters or, you know, new characters because it's like, oh, you know what? Well, we don't have my main. So I'm just going to pick this character and just see how they're like in the ultimate version. It's like, I won the match. Now I have to fight, you know, this like level 10 plus CPU like Ganondorf. Like, oh, okay. And uh, he has super armor on a lot more of his moves. So I didn't know that he could like smash me out of this. You know, whatever. I'm just like, 
oh god like just it, it's crazy but um yeah good times uh i actually managed to beat the story mode today um so it was pretty lengthy actually um i think it, the clock for the game told me it was like about 15 hours oh wow um yeah so it's it's lengthy uh it's meaty um it's not like subspace emissary michael so if uh Mike, sorry, I'm going to call you Michael. If you're looking for that... Um, There's no co-op for it? I don't know. I didn't test that. Um, there might be. You can you can do co-op for like the classic mode, where you just like fight like six to eight fighters, and then the boss or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do that co-op, uh, and still earn like, unlocks or whatever. But um, So for the campaign mode, um, it, it, it is all about fighting, and it's really just you move around like a virtual map, and there's themed areas and whatnot. And um, what's really cool is like there'll be fights. So the whole theme is like spirits inhabit like the copies of the main fighters and stuff like that. So like an example was like I fought um, Mega Man X, and he's in the body of just regular Mega Man, but he has like special properties, and like uh, I think like Zero shows up as the assist trophy permanently for the fight unless you kill him. So it's just like oh okay, like I get. I get some of these things, like how they try to make like fights pretty thematic or whatever, mm-hmm. or like um, there was a peach spirit or something like that, where like you had to team up with a peach character to be Giga Bowser or something like that. And it's like, oh, okay, like that's kind of cool. Like that makes sense and stuff like that. Um, and again, the, the the difficulty of these fights can range like pretty wildly. Where it's like, okay, I beat this one in like ten seconds, and this other one I was like hard stuck for like a half hour on. Um, but it's really cool because it's like a pseudo RPG actually. Because again, like spirits level up, they have like stats, uh, they have um, att- attributes and whatnot. Um, and the levels and challenges can be really crazy. It'll be like, hey, there's like fog on the stage, or like the floor is lava, and it's like you're like, what? What do you mean the floor is lava? Yep, the floor <laughs> is lava. You, if you're on the floor, it damages you and you take fire damage. Um, and there are you know spirits that will help you like you know like critical rate up or your smash attacks uh are even more powerful stuff like that where it's like you can just make these teams where it's like just suits your play style and the kind of cool thing is like you're playing like let's say like a mario character and you make like a mario spirit with some mario support spirits like it boosts your team's like offensive power even more so uh it's subtle stuff but it's pretty fun um but yeah overall really happy with the game and excited to see uh how the life of this one goes uh since it's a successful system uh for the game as opposed to, you know, like the Wii U version. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Uh, so thank you for listening. Please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, and email any questions to podcast at allyoucangeek, all not eat, allyoucangeek.net. <laughs> and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take it easy.